Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 206. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Zanetsky. Hello. Hi there. That's me. How goes? Good. Hello, hello, listener. It's already 41 degrees out. I'm really digging this. Yeah, I brought the Fiat today. Very good. Yes. Extra wins. Yep. Uh, Before we dig into topics, I briefly want to cover our Patreon page. We have at least one new patron, so thank you, Tucker, for joining us last week. Patreon.com forward slash Carbitrage. If you head on over to that slightly personalized site, you will find two levels of open-ended support for content consumers like you to support content producers like us, namely a beer fund and then contributing to our hosting costs. Head on over to Patreon.com forward slash Carbitrage. Alrighty, uh, for beer, I have a Nordeast Tallboy. And I have a bottle of spaghetti. Mm. Per, per, peroni. That's spelled different. Oh. Yeah, it's, I have it's a easy to make. Peroni. Yeah. Gorlami. I also found out that spaghetti is a totally reasonable vanity plate. You can spell that, like, on a massive of a vanity plate. S P A G E T I. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, you can't put the actual word on Yeah, there. What are you but I was thinking about in that for vanity plate for the Fiat. That's be pretty good. A really good yeah, one. Yeah, I wish that they still had the website. For um, checking plates, mm-hmm. yeah, because they went from Minlars and now I forget the name of the new one that they spent twenty million dollars like fixing. No, it's like Min. It's Min something, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter for the sake of this. Min Reg or something. Something. Yeah, and, but I will say I had to get a replacement title last Did you do week. That one? No, oh. I went to the Circle Pines DMV, which is the only one in the cities you don't need a reservation for, and they printed me a title there. Really? So the oh, new system, tight. you don't wait for titles anymore. They that's just awesome. give you one, which was sweet because I got this guy off my back finally after he lost the original title for the car. Hmm. But anyway, that's all done with. And that reminds me of a topic that I didn't put in this week's episode, but I should talk about about any 46. We'll talk about that after. Before we get into this, it is still Black History Month as yes, far as I'm concerned. So I wanted to talk about Willie T. Ribs. Yes. The man that nobody's heard of and was arguably the best race driver in all of history. Yes. I uh, Actually, he's wearing a hat in the Patriots' Uppity. That's a mm-hmm. uh, documentary done by Adam Carolla, which Adam Carolla is great at doing car documentaries. It's like, on that's on Netflix. Go watch it. Yes. And that is... Really good, and it really, really will piss you off a lot about not just NASCAR, but IndyCar and, like, just structural racism in America in the 80s and 90s. I was going to say, especially if you're, like, our age and you went through the same education system at the same time we did, you don't know the half of it, and you never will. But, I mean, stuff like this, you really hear it from a perspective of especially starting off in Britain like he did and commenting how, like, in Britain, it didn't matter what color I was. Yeah. I was I was a racer. We were all equal. Then he starts off his career in America, and he keeps putting in... He, he keeps getting put in the trash cars that like are designed to fail with all yeah. the old parts, and he still wins races, and then just constantly getting kicked down and overlooked by sponsors, but then gets picked up by Red Roof Inn, of all people. Yeah. Gets great luck with that until the owner of that company dies. So again, go watch Uppity. But Willie T. Ribs is a guy that is, he was alive up until very recently, too. Yes. Um, but just a really, really, really wholesome dude. I, I think uh, the he's kind of like an American Ayrton Senna, almost, mm-hmm. where like his racing record does not match the quality of talent that he had. Mm-hmm. Correct. Whereas like Ayrton Senna, everybody says he's the greatest driver ever, and then you look at his stats, he's like, he won one championship ever. But it, well, and he started you, off from a wealthy family in carts. Exactly. But then, like, you actually watch him race and you go, that is pure talent. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. this guy just, like, he died early. Um, and then with 
which he ribs since he died early is just that he had pure talent and he had like all of America's structural racism uh, against him. So yeah, Willie T. Ribs. Um, I almost made him our first um, person that we talked about, but I really wanted to talk about Busy and I really wanted to um, talk about Big Willie. But yeah, this Willie is the T. only Ribs one was... I added because yeah, I'm glad yeah. you looked, overlooked him because I, I wanted I, to put him in there. Yeah, I was I, I was gonna put him. Actually, I was gonna put him as this week if you didn't. So that's perfect. perfect. Yeah, but that's... yes, go watch Uppity. If you don't have a Netflix account, bum a password from somebody. Mm. It's really good. So speaking of NASCAR, I want to continue talking about it because I want to talk about NASCAR Truck Series because not only do they have a female driver, they also have an Arab American driver now. Nice. That's oh, all the same person. Yes, actually, Jana showed it to me by tagging me in a status from my friend Chalice. And uh, she's like the Padma Lakshmi of racing. I was gonna say, <laughs> um, I yeah. So she's actually got like a, a super white name. I'm not sure the background, but whatever. I mean, she's Arab American, which is really tight. Um, and yeah, so she's doing NASCAR Truck Series. She's been racing ARCA uh, previously. Um, so this will be the first like actual stock car series in Camping World Truck Series that she's been. So I'm really excited to see what she's going to do. Uh, she's been uh, getting pretty well known in ARCA, so that's tight. And if you're not familiar with American oval track racing, ARCA's like that's like the Formula like three or whatever. Uh, like, so that's the, the minor leagues. Before yeah, it's, you get yeah, groomed. it's like the, the Formula Ford of like F1. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So like that's the like next step is going to actual NASCAR. So I'm really excited. That's really dope. Our name's uh, Tony Breedinger, um, which. I think I'm saying that right. Um, yeah, I hope. I but yeah, so she's racing for Young's Motorsports. Um, and actually, I think that this race has already happened. So you might be able to see how she did. Hmm. Um, I love cool. that this is from People magazine, not like yeah. an automotive magazine. Yeah, it's from a normal magazine. <laughs> I clicked on this because I was seeing what article I had pinned for the Willie T. Ribs thing. And then I saw that this was your story and it was not this. And I'm just like, huh, people. Yeah. <laughs> That is, you, I think that might be the first time we've had see what the name of the race was. The first was, time we've had a link the, from People Magazine on yeah. here for a story. I think so too. Lucas Oil. Two hundred. Oh my god. L U C A S Oil two hundred. Twenty. Not Lucas Oil, but yeah, Lucas it's literally L O U C A I. Like what? <laughs> I tried to solve both words at the same time. <laughs> I'm just looking up on my uh, very fast computer here how she did in the race. But I actually saw a post, I don't remember if it was from this outlet, but uh, the Shift Up Now racing series team that has a lot of uh, good friends of mine on it, they're all female, and they always share links about all this kind of stuff coming up, so it's always cool. But, I mean, it's it's been a pretty well-known fact in drag racing for like 30 years that women are way better drivers than men are as far as like reaction time and especially just like they tend to weigh less too, yeah. so you get better power to weight ratio. Yeah. And it's it, like it doesn't make sense not to have female race car drivers. No, <laughs> uh, women are pretty much better at everything. So just yeah, start doing more, more yeah. of this. Like scientifically. Uh, let's see here. So entry list. So she was actually in second place entry. Where did she finish? Well, at? you can look that up while I go to the next. I think story, she, I she actually got um, second place. Well, that's and pretty that, good. Was overall, that her, was that her first? That's her first. Race? That was her first. Um, NASA. Oh, that was in the ARCA race. So what the? F- 
What the hell? Right. So well, she was in second place in the ARCA race. So I, I'm going to look up what she did in the camping world truck while you You do that while I talk about, about a really, thing. really terrible vehicle. So 2008 heralded us the brand new V8 M3. And alongside that, it had the retaliatory RS4 and the C63 AMG. Back in that era, this was a 6.2 liter V8, the M156 great great engine even if it had head bolt issues i would that so, is, i would say that was one of the last like true muscle cars uh, yeah because like it's na yeah when just like the big hairy v8 and the tiny little car like right but then you get to the what i'm getting to the the twin turbo v8 c63s of late which are arguably way more of a muscle car because you can mm-hmm. just like throw some jegs sorry german jegs catalogs whatever those are <laughs> probably a tuv catalog Throw oh, yes. one of those, and you get like 800 brake out of them. Um, and they still somehow managed to sound good, you know, the twin turbo V8s. So we went from the 204, which is probably my favorite-looking C-Class generation with that big, meaty 6.2 engine. If you get like a 2010 or newer, they're really solid, too. Then you go to the 205, which heralded the 4-liter twin turbo. Yeah. Still a great engine. However, I never really liked the look of that car. It always it, just kind of like melty. I'm sure it'll age well, it's... but... It's just, it's, eh. It reminded me, what were those, like, late 90s, early 2000s C-series where they had the two small taillights? W203. I think that's it. Well, no, the 203. That was the bubbly one. Yeah, but the 203 had the big, that was like the That was like C, the mini S-Class. That, was, that was the C36 AMG, right? Mm-hmm. No, what's the generation after that? 204. That's the angular nice one that the C63 came mm-hmm. out with. Maybe it's an E-Class I'm thinking of. But there's that, that one from the early 2000s where the taillights were too small on the rear end. I mean, yeah, that would either be a W210 or a W211. 211 started in, like, 2002. Maybe the 210 then. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that just bothered me okay. so much. Yeah, you need big wheels on a 210, but that was the first gen of, like, the E55, which is kind of a cool car. Anyway, the reason why I bring this up is even though the 205 wasn't a visually appealing car for me, it was still very fast, still had that V8 muscle car. Allure, and it still weighed less than 4,000 pounds. Now, though, Mercedes has announced the new one. So, actually, here, I, I just got to the results oh, sure. here. Yep. Uh, so, the race that happened earlier this month was actually Tony Breedinger's, um, her ARCA race, where she got second place, and that actually, her finish in that did set her up for Camping World Truck Series. So, she is going to go to NASCAR now. Hell, yeah. So, that's tight. Okay. So, she's going to be starting later this season, Man. doing a half season for NASCAR, and then probably 2022. Will I will watch all of season. her press conferences that on would, mute. I might almost watch a race, maybe. Possibly. Maybe. They're a good time to actually go to if you're infield, but I still don't think big, I would ever do it. Big maybe on watching it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But we're glad that she's in there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> thank you for bringing, hopefully, some that realization to the, the bigots. First time that I've said big maybe regarding Camping World Truck Series. So adding more female era <laughs> race car drivers makes me more likely to say big mm-hmm. maybe as opposed to absolutely not. So there you go. I, I'm going to count that as high praise for you. That's very so. high praise for me, yes. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, uh, moving on from the 205, the twin turbo muscle car C63 AMG. It kept the same formula. Now we are getting 206 spy shots, and unfortunately, the car now weighs over 4,000 pounds. That's a hefty pig. It has a four-cylinder engine in it now. It's 6.3 liters. Good no, God. not right? That's a kind of, uh, <laughs> I like that. It's like a 4BT. No, it is a, two, it's a two liter, I believe. Either the, two or 2.1. So why don't they call it the C21? Because uh, it's heritage. 
So it's, yeah, there's the M139 turbo engine, so it's a very massaged version of what's in the GLA, essentially, and stuff like that. Um, but, I mean, it has some cool tech, like it finally has 48-volt electrical and all this other stuff, and we maybe we'll get a, an estate, but who cares? Who, it's a four-cylinder. It was 4,400 pounds. I'm like, yeah, I know you're making 500 horse with it, but... I don't trust that at all. Uh, no, and then they're warrantying it somehow. So uh, I don't trust rod, rod bearings are not this going is, to last. This isn't something I would ever want to drive. No, and like the 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 styling, arguably, I think looks okay. I mean, they have one rendered uh, rear shot, which of course is broken because I found I, the worst pictures on the internet always. I um, um not much of a fan of this car. No, and like it's not going to sound good. The whole so, point of the C63 is to get that just ridiculous raucous. Yeah, it sounds like a muscle car. Like, yeah. that's how you it buy it. It sounds like a good version that's of a Camaro. literally why you buy that over an M3. Yeah. Because an M3 sounds like an M3. Like, it sounds smart. But, like, this yeah. is supposed to sound stupid and yeah. hairy. And uh, It's supposed to sound like not... you're about to lose control or in the middle of losing control or have lost control. It looks like it's supposed to sound like the sort of car where, in its promotional videos, it's losing control mm -hmm. in the middle of the, of the ad. Var yeah. Varied engine speed and V8 pops. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um... Okay, well, I'm going to talk about something that was actually a good car, but didn't sell well. Oh, okay. Uh, I want to talk about Toyota's first post-war car, because Japanese nostalgia car did an article about it, and it reminded me of this car. And it's like, it's one. It's like if you ever play campaign mode in automation, it's the sort of car you make for your first car, and then you're really surprised and your company just completely tanks. <laughs> because it's like, what the hell? Like, this this should do well. Like, all the customer satisfaction things are off the charts. Like, why didn't this sell well? Because Toyota in this, um, it's really cool because it has independent suspension. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. It's got um, a, it's got a single mesh transmission. It's got suicide doors. It's got seating for four uh, it's really, really cool. Um, and, yeah, so it, it's a great car. It's got a beautiful inside. Um, yeah, for it, being designed in 1947, that's pretty impressive. Also, uh, the uh, Toyota logo on the steering wheel is absolutely, like, English because it's totally somebody, like, from Japan that sees how American things are designed mm -hmm. or, like, how American words are written, but they wrote it as a, a, you would write a Japanese word where you take the three different Type characters. Boy. So it says... Typo e. Tip, 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 That's what it says. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it says T Y P O O E I. E T. O T. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's actually really cool. But so it's got a backbone chassis like a Beetle as opposed to a ladder frame, which later went to the 2000 GT. The frame splits into a wide, the firewall, just like a Beetle, basically. So they basically took the interior of a Beetle. Put a front-mounted water-cooled one-liter inline four. Again, at this time, most things were air-cooled and two-stroke. Mm -hmm. uh, it only made twenty-seven horsepower, and it was manual only, which is cool. It was a yeah, three in the tree. Roads didn't exist. Yes, so and that it doesn't was matter. Also, two thousand five hundred and eighty pounds. Wow, that's actually surprisingly heavy. Yeah, it's really, really, really heavy. Huh. Uh, Four-wheel independent suspension, hydraulic brakes, hmm. which is wild for like nineteen forty-eight. Well. Actually, that's not that crazy. Well, Hydraulic brakes started to get pretty common in the late 30s, but yeah, post-war it was like a mandatory Also, thing. that was not a common thing on people's cars. Just think about that. Like, the Beetle had a Boeing, like, a Fiat 500 didn't originally. I don't think it originally did. 
Pretty much every production car, late 30s and after, has hydraulic brakes. But, I mean, like, hydraulic brakes on, like, such a cheap car, especially in Japan. No, I mean, it's impressive, but I'm much more blown away by the independent suspension. I'm I'm blown away by everything on this. Um, But, yeah, so it it didn't... it was had an integrated grill design as opposed to an upright radiator. It was really, really cool. Um, but, uh, oh, it also had a single overhead wiper for one, like one windshield wiper. So it was really cool. All these int- interesting little things. One small issue, nobody could really afford it. Hmm. I don't know. Was yeah. it super expensive? Um, yeah, kind of. <laughs> also, yeah. It's steering wheel. <laughs> to, Type exactly what it says um but no it's one of those things where uh it was an absolute flop most people couldn't afford it uh and they tried selling it as a taxi and like taxi cab companies couldn't even afford it (laughs) (laughs) plus it had two doors it's It's just like the worst cab in the world it's it's heavy complicated expensive and has two doors somehow somehow toyota didn't go under for making this. So this they is the Aventon. Lucky. Yes, this is the Aventon. <laughs> they started with Aventon. And it's actually, it's a really cool car. I love it. Uh, the Toyota SA, I think, is one of the coolest, like, people's cars of the 50s, even though it was terrible um, in every way. But uh, it's one of those things where it's like, when you make a car in automation, you're like, of course I'm going to use independent suspension for, like, undeveloped roads. Like, that would make sense. Yeah, it's going to give and you then, a way better ride quality. Who yeah, wouldn't want yeah, that? Yeah, and then you don't think about the fact, oh, shit, I just doubled the weight of the vehicle. <laughs> like, there's a and reason. also very expensive. <laughs> yeah, this is very expensive and extremely heavy. No wonder nobody does this. <laughs> well, Toyota, congratulations on being ahead of the time. Um, merging from people's cars of Japan to people's cars of America... Of childhood. Of childhood. Mm-hmm. The Cozy Coupe yes. finally got defoculated. I They've... still have my early 90s one. Good, because that's the perfect generation. But they finally took the eyeballs off the oh, dash. God, so bad. And turned them into the eyeballs on the headlights. Okay. Yeah, their headlights. And they also yeah. massaged the A-pillar, put bigger rims on it, because mm-hmm. baller. And just generally made it better. And I'm glad that this actually garnered enough attention where Jalopnik, Torchinsky wrote this, of course. Yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> but just, he is so ass mad if you read through this. He's well, have just... you seen the ori- what they did oh, before? Yeah. It was so I mean, bad. If you're on our video version, look at the one on the right. That is what was <laughs> also the captions. Really new, good. good, lashing, hot fucking garbage. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, the new one is significantly Imagine closer. Imagine growing up in childhood when that's like your one choice. Gross. Every kid, every kid is gonna have depression because of that car. I had no idea that the eyeballs on the dashboard one had been around for over ten years. Oh my god! I thought it was only that's a few entire, years. It's entire generation. I know. Hold on, let me scroll down. They've got the whole generation here, um, and they've they've only had four uh, four iterations since it came out in 1979 or five. Sorry, but look, like this came out in I think it was like 2004 or something yeah. like that. It was nuts. But yeah, I grew up in the middle one. Yeah, I had the middle or one. Or maybe... I, I think that I, one. Yeah, I think I had that one. Oh, you know what? No, I got that one right there. Where they did the the facelifted front end on the old one. Oh, I think That's you're right. That's the one I had, yeah. Whatever Wise Guys and Kids Club had, that was mm-hmm. me, so maybe it was that. I literally had that IRL. Um, and it was my own. See, I... No, no, actually I had that one, because I remember I had the black pillars. Wow. That's yeah. an old boy. I think I had the one with yellow pillars. So I got a lot of hand-me-downs, so... Sure. That would make sense. Um, it was probably this but then. But yeah, I probably had that one. But I know that I got a new one, and I got the off-brand Cozy Coops, oh, too, no. um, which were fun because they had more, like, nifty features. Like, they had, like, an actual trunk. 
Hmm. I don't remember that. And actually, sorry. Yeah, it wasn't a cozy. I definitely coat, had this one because it was like steering. It was not something I remember. A similar thing, and it had like an actual trunk and like an actual seat. It was really cool. So anyway, all the murderers in society came yeah. up during this generation right here. Yes. In this eyeball cozy coupe. So and they got the donk coupe. Yeah. It looks this like a donk. Is, it does. It's a bubble. This yeah, is a, a bubble. <laughs> this is a B-body caprice right yeah, here. That is a bubble caprice. <laughs> um, I'm pretty happy. I, I, so I always wanted to get one. I always wanted to like give it actual steering mm-hmm. so I could mm-hmm. put yeah. like a little like Predator like Harbor Freight engine in the back. Oh no! Yeah, I wanted to put like a treadmill motor in mine. In fact, I like saved our old treadmill and tore it apart just to, to try to like save the motor. Yeah, you had to figure out what to do with but this I didn't, front steering. I didn't know enough at the time. But anyway, I'm very you happy could, about you this. You could actually, you could probably weld a rod in between those and use a tiller steering. Oh, you definitely could. But yeah. we've learned from Flugtag that tiller steering can have no adverse effects on anything. That's true. So yeah, yeah, you can do you can do tiller steering. You remove the steering wheel, put a little tiller. You can basically make a pre like a like. A Victorian car with it. <laughs> this would be great. It's basically just a Mercedes uh, patented motor wagon at this point. I I think people should mod cozy coupes. Also, they added a spoiler. They did. They added a roof spoiler. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's quite. So, good. I mean, this thing is sporty. I, I'm a fan. Sorry, no. This is an Impala SS. Yeah, that's what this is. This is yep. the SS. It's not not, not the, even a Caprice. Not the normal one. It's the better one. <laughs> um. So, speaking of modding cars, mm-hmm. um, I want to talk about the Battle of the Cringe here. Mm. And I think we should start doing this as an actual like segment from time to time, where we take two styles of cars that we both like mutually hate, and you have to choose which one you would have. The rule is, you have to pick one, as is, with no modifications, and they will be automatic, and neither is not an option. Mm. So oh man! You, your choice. Can this is be, like bypassing arbitrage. It, it is like the worst thing in the world. So that's why I like talking. Like, what if you had to choose the worst things? What would you choose? Would you choose a ZZ Top Eliminator, like Boyd Coddington, uh, fiberglassed over hot rod or street rod? Uh, I just call it a ZZ Top Eliminator street rod. Or oh. the next one. Which is... You have two links? Yes, I have, I have two links. If you go down, there's another one here, uh, which is the uh, ProMod Muscle Car, which is the Camaro with, like, where they try to modernize it. But really, it's still just a Camaro. It's going to have an automatic transmission. It's going to have some ugly wheels. The interior is going to suck. It's going to have a V8. And more importantly, everybody that listens to modern Metallica will talk to, at you about how cool your car is. <sighs> So would you rather have... I'd the, take the one where the, the non-Metallica fans... Yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the Boyd Coddington car. Oh, I'm definitely taking the Pro Mod Camaro, because some of those are actually really fast. And a lot of them have T56s. But I know you said it's, an, it's going it's to be going an automatic. It's going to be automatic. I've, I'm fine if it's a Turbo 350. And but you're also going to get talked at by people you hate. I can already avoid that. I'm really good at avoiding that. This one, you're going to get talked at by some old boomers, which will... Not even boomers. It's like old, like the really old boomers. These are the greatest generation. The pre-war boomers. Like yeah. not quite ge- greatest generation, but they're the pre. The ones are like the the dad like pumped out a kid right Both before he shipped gonna, off. Like, oh, yeah. Those sexually harass me. Yeah, you're gonna get sexually harassed either way. But I think the people that would sexually harass you over this one are gonna mm-hmm. die sooner. Oh yeah. Oh, hundred like, percent. So they're far more creepy and more willing to touch me. I don't know. Oof. Yeah, but that's the thing is like. Oof. The, their sexual harassment so like in your face that somebody else will intervene. 
Where it's like the kind no, of people no. that will talk to you about this car at a gas pump are the people that openly say the n word. Yeah, yeah, yeah like the, the extremely the old is, and just incorrect. Mm-hmm. Yes. The thing is, when the old people sexually harass you, they go, "Oh, they're just old," and nobody intervenes because they're like, mm-hmm. "Ah, they're gonna croak." And but if somebody sees somebody in a Metallica shirt talking to me, they're gonna be like, "Oh shit." No, they're Call probably the gonna be like, "Oh, it's like her boyfriend or something." Uh, no, because so, I don't look like I listen to Metallica. Like, no, don't, you don't. But I mean, like, but I look like I could be somebody's granddaughter. Even then, God, this but, is uh, such a home improvement car. I yeah, I know. I, I think I would go with the home improvement dun, car. Dun, dun, yeah, it's, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's a home improvement car. I, but, can, I, can I tap out? Of this? No, there's, no, you <laughs> yes. have to choose one or the <laughs> other. That's like that's the worst. That's the worst okay, part. Okay, so I'm gonna take the Camaro and I'm gonna drive it off the San Francisco Bridge. That's fair. That's fair. You, I mean, you're turning it into neither, but you're also ending your life while doing it. So I guess that bypasses the rules. It does technically bypass the rules. <laughs> so you end it all. I would go with. I would go with the. Good um, God. I would have to go with the street rod, solely because there's a higher likelihood. Well, no, there's not going to be a flat. I'd guarantee it's to be LT one swap. Um, hundred percent chance. Best case. Yeah, no, it will be LT one. You're right. Actually, yeah, it's going to be. A TPI. Good. Oh, sorry. It's going to be a TPI. No, it's going to be the crossfire. It's going to be the really, really bad. Like they just took like with like shitty wiring and everything. <laughs> like they literally just took a C four Corvette engine. And just stuck it into... Not even just the engine. You know this has C4 running gear. Oh, it's going to be all C4 stuff because you didn't have any aftermarket support for the C4 stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to have, like, power seats from a Thunderbird. Oh, yeah. And it's going to have, like, a dashboard mm-hmm. out of, like, a Suburban. Oh. And, like, a center console from an Accord. Like, it's just not... It's going to be awful. It's going to be really bad. It's all going to be covered in tweed. Um, I will totally take that over this one, over the, the muscle car, <clears throat> just because the muscle car is even more egregious... To me, because while, yes, you are technically improving it. Well, all you're doing like, with a pro like touring Im- car is making Pro-Mod. it drive. Pro-Mod. Well, this looks like a pro touring to me. Pro-Mod is what I was looking for. Whatever. I typed in Pro-Mod Camaro. They look exactly the same. Yeah. So, I mean, this probably has independent front rear suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you're doing is making Which an isn't. old, terrible American car almost as good as a bone stock, like, Japanese or German car. And that's the thing. is like you're trying to... Both of these cars, you're doing something that the car's not supposed to be. Correct. And it, what this, like, this is like LS swapping a Miata. Not, not even that. You just Th- made this it into is what like it... a wide body and like 22 inch wheels on a Ferrari F40. Oh, so it's like Liberty Walk. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that egregious. Or RWB. Gross. Yeah, it's. It has no functional purpose. Yeah, it, like it, it is okay. Technically, on paper, the RWB Porsche has more power because you stuck some bolt-ons on it. Some do. Technically. It's got wider tires, but like you're also like you've got these like super wide tires, like way too stiff of springs. You and also now, like you can't handle. Like, unironically, wear Louis Vuitton socks. Exactly, and like that, it's the same level of douche that you're getting with the Pro Mod. Camaro. I would pick the Pro Mod. I'm gonna go with the uh, Street Rod. Dear listener, what would you do? Become a patron and tell us on our Discord. Oh God, <laughs> I'm gonna go like wash myself with bar soap. It's really do you gross. Have <laughs> I think so I do. Gross. The toilet cleaner, one of them has bleach in it. <laughs> Both of these cars are just the worst things in the world. Uh, Another thing, actually, gross. street rod, you can drive in winter because it's mostly fiberglass. So it can be a winter that, car. True. However, the pockets that weren't engineered will be right next to the frame. Which is fine. So in a winter, it will detach the body from the frame. Actually, that might be good because yeah. then all the nasty body with the Accord console will be got, gone. Now you got a great frame. Now you got a butchered C4. <laughs> yeah, now you got a butchered C4. That and you can, can make a vet car. 
Yeah, there you go. Done. So actually, there you go. So Your you answer might be better. So winter drive, the ZZ Top, <laughs> yeah, whatever you exactly. call it. The Eliminator car. And then your problem will go away more, well, I more call, fast. I call it the Eliminator car because that style like became popular when ZZ Top was like big, like in the 80s and 90s. And yeah. they had one of those cars on their album, Eliminator. Okay. And, like, that style is just like, you know, the ZZ Top Eliminator car. People that like are into high rides go, oh, God, that. Yeah. <laughs> When you say the word Boyd Coddington, you immediately get the aesthetic. You know what? But that was also it. It was like Boyd Coddington combined with that like fifty-seven C five kit that you could buy. That like oh god, yeah, yeah, like Chip Foose, Boyd Coddington, all that garbage from the nineties. If you turn the smoothing filter on Photoshop all the way up on (laughs) like a a Tri Five, and then you like stretch it over the hard points of a two thousands car, that's what you're getting. And they still put like a big gaudy like plastic like trim around the windshield mm-hmm. because it's the 90s and like you think you need that but you don't change the windshield or the rake because oh, no awful. that would make it more proper oh. uh, so anyway on to some less disgusting modern news <laughs> um i try to i guess avoid politics a little bit on the show but i will make no qualms about the fact that i'm very excited that the first appointee to head the i think department of energy energy yep yep uh, is is an actual person with credentials that, oh, that has that has worked in the industry before. Oh, um, good. It's very very strange. Also, a woman which I personally like. Um, that she's a woman, or that you don't like her as a person. I don't know who she is as a person, but but you're happy women put, are yeah. more stable. Yeah, they're better in the workplace. They are better in the workplace, so I'm much happier about that. But anyway, she was the former Michigan governor, and uh, oh, that's oh okay yeah I know what you're talking about. And um, it's going to be one great. That got kidnapped. No, not to my knowledge anyway. Maybe she has What's been. What's my Granny Holm or Grantholm? Uh, Jennifer Grantholm. Jen- yep. Wow. Yeah. Grant- I saw. Yep. I, you scrolled past your name. Ah, that's so. fine. Uh, but anyway, a lot of new bills and legislation are being introduced, not necessarily just by her, but this is a good sign for anyone that's really all in on renewables or enjoys a nice healthy dose of Fast EV. I like Fast EV more than anything. And like the, the last four plus years, all we've had is like, the head of education is this person who can't fit a square hole in a round peg thing or something. Yeah, it's and just, like it's it, just been like what? It's, it's just refreshing are, to see somebody yeah. with actual credentials and background be put into a position where we might actually benefit. Because, mm-hmm. like it or not, climate change is still a big thing. And no, 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 I feel like Texas progress. really made that. Well, not, not only clear. not only that, like it, it's just good to progress. Because, like, even if you don't yes. believe. Like that, it exists. The vast majority of the world does is already doing it. It's like it's economically like viable. If we lag, it costs us more money. So yeah, we're just like getting up to snuff again. Yeah, like and it it gets yeah, it gets cheaper for everyone. You don't want to be Austria in World War One. No, you don't want to be stuck in the eighteen hundreds while everyone else is in the is in the nineteen hundreds. Like that's what we're like trying to avoid here. (laughs) Good God. Just having like flashbacks of Siberia. <laughs> Stop bringing your horses to war. Like, move on. Move on I mean, with technology. Because no, they weren't the only ones with horses. Well, yeah, but they are the ones that didn't adopt a tank, and they're the ones that lost World War One. So, because it's like there's horses. In there. Austria never had a tank. Germany did, but not Austria. Anyway, super tangential story. I was up <laughs> visiting a, a friend, and we were walking through some hangars up in Blaine. Mm-hmm. And he walks me over, and we get to a corner. There's a giant blue V8 over twin overhead cam engine sitting on a pallet. I'm like, huh. And he's like, what do you think this is? I'm like, V8? No, it's a a giant V8. Giant. I don't imagine we have a Sherman, then. 
as it turns out, it was the original designed engine, which is a oh, thousand rad. cube dual overhead cam, all aluminum you, Ford V8. Like, I think they went with like a. Uh, they went with a Detroit engine. Yeah, they, they went with a uh, V16, I think. Or something like ridiculous. I think it was a 12 V71, but I'm not sure. It might have been a 16 it was V71. Like, it was like a crazy like number of cylinders. Yeah, Yeah. the the, the Detroit ended up winning out, but like this was the original designed engine That's for right. that. That's super duper And like cool. there was just one sitting there. And it, it like it, it looks modern. Like the dual overhead cam valve covers were all like cast magnesium, alloy block. It had an SAE DIN bell housing on it. I'm like, dude, you could put this in a, like any truck. Mm-hmm. It would be super cool. Or Or a hot rod. It's a very big it'd be, engine. It'd be much better in a hot rod. They said they, they <laughs> fired it up on a stand like a couple of years ago and it still like popped right the, off. The fact that it's not in a steel body like Model A is just bothering me. I, well, it, it would be on it. Yeah. I don't think it would necessarily fit, but like, boy, that was cool. It would sort of fit. That's I said a steel body because you're going to do a lot of cutting. <laughs> it's going to be. I don't know what it what it weighed. I mean, it's alloy, but it. I mean, that thing must still weigh. Yeah, but a, a thousand ton. cubic inches is a thousand cubic inches. Yeah. There's no way that sixteen liters is going to be light. Like, that's Actually, just impossible. Yeah, that is fuck. That's about right. Maybe <laughs> even seventeen liters. That's but it's got. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. So I really dug that, and after your next story, I'll talk about Speaking my experience of, this week. But. of ridiculous displacements, Donut Media did a video on, like, all the different engine designs, and they're actually, like, they've been really accurate. Okay. And, like, they just said something that was off the cuff where they said, like, four-cylinders can only get to a certain size before they're not viable. And it's like, that's how you don't see giant four-cylinders. Maybe like, for past, mainstream use. Past three liters. And I said, ha, 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 laughs in Fiat S76. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me bring in my boy Duncan. Yeah, exactly. Who daily drives this like, twenty-eight liter the, dirigible the engine. The biggest engine ever fitted in a car by a car manufacturer <laughs> is a four-cylinder. Uh, so a while back, we talked about hilarious tuning company names. Uh, I remember. Yes, in fact, I, we may have done it several times. I've come, I've come across a new one to add to our list. Okay. Uh, I had a car at work that had one of these exhausts on it. And the brand name is Car Make Corns. <laughs> <laughs> they make exhausts from yes. They're actually really, really pretty exhausts. Like I, I would totally rock a corns exhaust. Like they look great. That makes you. Oh God, their product photos are like YouTube go. product clips. Yeah, they're pretty bad. It's, nice it's a really, tip. really beautiful exhaust. Um, not gonna lie, like I'd totally rock the shit out of that. It does um, look very well produced. Yeah, they're super nice. Doesn't look like Takeover Meg. No, and I think they're like they're kind of expensive, but not, not that bad. I think it's like seven hundred bucks. Oh, eight hundred. Yeah, it, it's like. That's but a, it's a section two and three, so. And it's also a very nice exhaust made with by a unique company, and it isn't just like a far can in one style clone. It's its own thing. Like car it's, make corn apostrophe S. Yeah, version car, three. Yeah, it's the third version. I want to see the first corn. two version of the corn. So I was looking at Rev9 Autosport at their exhaust, and like most of their exhaust brands are, have hilarious names. So if you actually want to go back up, so Rev9 is the parent so, company. Yeah, just go to like NA. Well, no, this is just the website. It's like NA. Just go to NA because NC is going to new stuff, and then go to exhaust, and then. 
So they got auto, auto exe, auto exec. Yeah, and they've That's got Carmen awesome. Corns. Carmen Corns too. They've got Fujitsubo Integral Kobe. Oh, they make is, the Fujitsubo exhaust. Nice. Yeah. So, well, they don't make it; they sell it. Okay. Uh, Juby Ride Jets Beat Sound Maxim. <laughs> these are great names. <laughs> I love Jets. somebody that got Jets fired from sound. a Japanese car manufacturer in the 1980s works for these guys. Now. <laughs> exactly. Like they Jet- like keep him on the payroll <laughs> just to humor him, but all his job is is to main this pit crew racing. So, a Jets beat sound is also really good. Tuckin ninety nine, Hitman. Tuckin ninety nine, Hitman. And then RS Factory is like the most normal one. But like, cor- wow. Carmate Corns and Jets beat sound, right? <laughs> Two of the best names for exhaust I've ever heard. <laughs> so yeah. I, it does kind of make me want to put Corns parts on. My yeah, car. like I, I like, if I was gonna make a car company, it would have to have a stupid name. Like, oh, it would. I would not be able to name it like. like RS tuning or like, or like modern performance works or something like that. Like it, it would have to have a dumb name. Yeah. Yeah. Like like, like corn fed dumps or something like just or a like, dumb name like that. Like integrate foie gras in there or something. Yeah. Foie gras. It, <laughs> I'd like to like well, yeah, we do nothing but force fed products, so it's foie gras motors. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like what? And we do E eighty five, we're force feeding corn into it. <laughs> I inadvertently made a good car modding company name. There you go. There so, you go, yeah. Feel free to take that and run with it. Um, that was the last official topic, but I want to circle back to the early part of this yes. last week we had. Because you um, had quite the event. I have had a hell of a week. A normal um, a normal Eric Berger week. Or... This, this is even a bit much for me. So <laughs> my house is currently in the process of being remodeled, which is fine. But it means that when I get home, I have one chair in my house that I can sit in, which is my office chair, which is fine. But I don't like spending that much time in there. So I end up going to bed super early, neither here nor there. I got home on Monday. Fine. Pet the cats. Look at the progress. Cora gets home about 40 minutes later. He's like, walks in the door. Where's the Where's the silver car? I'm like, what do you mean? It's in the street. I'm like, well, I didn't see it when I came in. I'm like, look out the kitchen window where it was parked. <laughs> That's weird. Walk over to the front of the house, look out. Nothing. So, with so the silver I, car being the, that was the Hunicorn version 6.0. So my you're, you're, silver cheapo 2002 BMW 325XI. By far the worst. The rusty thing with giant graphics all over it that has already been posted on social media a zillion times. Pull out my phone, look at my camera app because I have you know a DVR and cameras in my house. I scroll back until a point where I see it is there, and then I find this happy medium, dump some footage onto my camera roll. Sure enough, a guy in a red poofy coat comes waddling right down the street, does like... No, down your driveway. Uh, no, down the sidewalk and oh. walks into the street and then looks in the driver's front window, circles around, looks in the passenger front window, checks out the back seat two or three times, then checks the driver front door, which in this car is unlocked all the time because it has a bad lock cylinder and the keyless doesn't work. Mm, okay. But it's in E46. I keep all the other doors locked. I don't keep anything valuable in it. Them. And the EWS system, the immobilizer, I can't make those work when I have the keys to the car after a swap. <laughs> so I'm like, it's unstealable. Yeah. Anyway, this guy spends about three minutes rooting through every interior crevice of the car, which I can see on the camera. And then he aggressively closes the door and the car starts moving and drives away. <laughs> I'm like, you got to be kidding me. How? <clears throat> and that was do? my question. I'm like... 
I want to know how this is possible because these cars are unstealable. And Did, when you look at the video, it seems rather seamless. Like, I it's know. Just all and, like, sudden... In three minutes, and, like, he, you can't like get the VIN, drive to BMW, come no, back with and the spare I should, key. Like, uh, I should pull up a key for our visual. Uh, uh, yeah, you can't just like shave down no, a key like on a the, Honda. These are milled. I mean, yeah, they're the, laser cut. They're keys. laser cut in the center. Um, and like you have to order these with proof of ownership, a title from a dealership. Yeah. So I'm like, this is the only way to start these, as far as I know. Anyway, I call it into the police, give them a description, give them photos, give them a video of it being stolen. The car gets picked up about seven hours later with stolen license plates screwed onto it. Okay. But all of the stickers are still intact. One second. Did they screw the license plates into the normal holes, or did they make new holes on your car? They made some new holes. Wonderful. The the front plate, which was between the dash and the windshield, was on the left front corner of the bumper, screwed in with a bolt, and then duct taped on the front. And then the rear one was actually bolted through the hole where the license plate bracket was originally screwed. So they didn't make a new hole, but the bracket was just molested and gone. Mm. But anyway, they had stolen plates on it mounted that way, which I'm sure that looked normal. Um, But the guy apparently had a felony level of controlled substance on him anyway, (laughs) and he got another felony for stealing my car. But I got a phone call at... Three in the morning on Tuesday, full volume on my work phone, because apparently that's why I called the police from, blocked caller ID, and I originally snoozed it. I'm like, yeah, I'm not talking to whoever this is. And then I look, I'm like, I should probably answer this. Pick it up, it's a dispatch, and they're like, we recovered your vehicle. I'm like, okay, that's great. I'm like, it's at impound, here's the address, here's the phone number, here's the vehicle crimes division. They open at eight, feel free to call them. Fine, go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, I was sleeping, whatever. Um, Go to work like normal, wait for shit to open. I call the impound number again right after they called me. I called the Mm -hmm. impound to try to get it because I said they were 24 hours, but they don't open until 8. Turns out they gave me the wrong number, so I was calling some other guy in the police department who eventually called me back and gave me the correct number. I had a coworker bring me to the impound. After confirming on the phone what the fee was, the fact that they would take a credit card for it, then they mentioned they had a key and the car. I asked them if it still had wheels, and they said yes. I'm like, okay, fine. Well, at least I can drive it home. I get there about a half hour early because I'm retarded. Walk in, go upstairs, pay them the $195 to get my car back. They hand me an entire key ring, which has like a Toyota Sienna key on it, a house key, and a valet key for a BMW, which is not brand new. Like, I, I have bought these brand new. I know yeah. what they look like. This thing was in the car somewhere. So I emailed the previous owner which i'm on good terms with good guy motorworks tech it's like i wasn't aware of any key that i didn't give you on a ring with the car i'm like okay i wasn't aware either but maybe there was something this guy was digging pretty hard get out till row four it's parked behind this giant turd of a vehicle so i'm like sealing seeing it reveal from the left front corner on i'm like okay all the stickers are still on it the badge is still on it the wheels are still on it i look under it with my phone with the video mode, I'm like, oh, the cats are still in it. Then I look inside. The dash cam has been moved from, like, the concealed spot up by the rearview mirror to the center of the window. There's a cell phone stuck to the magnet mount on the dash. It's got the back seat and passenger seat are full of garbage and stolen mail. And I didn't even bother to Did look. the police didn't <clears throat> bother getting for the stolen mail? I'll get to that. <clears throat> so get in the car, and I try the valet key, and the ignition fires right up. I'm like, oh. Huh. So there was a spare I did, key. I didn't in the even car. drive. I guess so. But like I didn't even drive the car home with the keys that I brought. So I used the key that my car was stolen with to drive it home. Okay. 
So anyway, the and nothing nothing was missing except for you know just like random little stuff. Like he stole one of the sticky magnet mount things I had in the door from my kit to mount his shitty LG track phone government phone onto the dash. Um, but other than that, everything else was there, plus a bunch of crap. There was like a 1990s dad power tool drill in there, and like some knives, some like snips. Anyway, I get out of the impound lot. I immediately speakerphone call the vehicle crimes division to ask what they want to do with all this evidence. And I have a video recording from the dash cam, luckily, which I saved. But they said, you can keep it or throw it away. We don't want it. What? They said I could keep it as a souvenir. Yeah, it's stolen mail. So what I did is I took everything that wasn't opened to the post office and I gave it back. Wait, the police said you could keep the stolen mail? They said I could keep the stolen mail. Which even included, like, a paycheck for the perp that stole my car. And I asked my lawyer, I'm like, since the police said this and I have a recording, is it legal for me to endorse this and yeah, deposit it? What, what, and he, what, said, he said, negatory. Damn, I'm like, aw. So I, I ended up throwing all that crap away. But I, I, I couldn't believe that. They didn't want his phone, nothing. So, again, I submitted That's a request wild. with the USPS. I gave them all the information about the police reports. And I told him, I'm like, this was what in the, a theft recovery I'm vehicle. I'm like really mad that the police responded like that because, like, I mean, they already got two is, felonies right, right so off the bat. But this is exactly why, like, people say defund the police because, like, they're not doing their job. Why are we giving them money if they're not doing their fucking job? Like, their job is if, hey, I got a bunch of evidence from this dude that you just booked an additional With two felonies, additional already. fucking evidence for a third felony. And they're just like, yeah, just toss it out. We own it. What? Like, let, let me no. get to the fourth. So when I started cleaning it out later that next day after work, I opened the trunk for the first time, in which I found some tin snips and a bunch of cut NSP gas meter tags. So I reported that to Excel, and they oh still haven't God. gotten back to me. And I'm just like, this is definitely felony-level stuff. This is insane that it, that This all happened police. with 17 hours under this car's belt. Yeah, but say, I'm like... Beyond pissed about St. Paul police right now. Like this is insane. Mm-hmm. Like you should actually. I, think I brought should... pack thirty pieces of mail and half of it was opened. And I you threw should away. actually like talk to NPR about this. This is insane. Scott suggested I talk to the news, but I'm too. Lazy. No, I absolutely would. This is ridiculous. Like I'm absolutely outraged about. I can this tell because. <laughs> well, no. All right. So people say defund the police. Why should we defund the police? They're just they're doing their job. No, they're literally not doing their fucking job. Well, they got you your car back. I'm like, I. It's fine. I was they ready. They got you your car back. What I was ready to write it off. Had, what about yeah. all the people who just had their mail stolen? Mm-hmm. What about the NSP gas meters? What the fuck? And I brought half those people their mail back, too, just this out of the goodness of my heart. absolutely ridiculous that the police were not willing to do their fucking job. I mean, it's a pretty lazy little bit there. That is absolute bullshit. So. I will take this to NPR on your behalf okay. if you would like. Sure. If you send me the like, if you actually <laughs> if you want that any me, of the details, I, yes. I have I have a rec- I have a Google Doc with my entire communication record. Yeah, I will actually. Whole I, thing. I work from home, so yeah, I would be <laughs> I would be fine doing that for you because this is totally ridiculous. There was a lot of opened mail in there, and also like a thousand Powerball tickets that have been like just put together and like a bunch of scratch offs they're all i'm sure losers i threw them away i didn't care but no i would actually i didn't check them but like i three kitchen sized force flex trash bags full of trash plus the mail that i recovered and like the the tags i I had some tools also those power balls high high likelihood those were stolen as well which is a third felony that they didn't bother again there's multiple felonies. i was so burnt out from this week and like even just the work week just like 
Oh, yeah, hiring people that are starting like the next day as I'm in the middle of some phone shit and like trying to get my, my company's big kickoff week is next week mm. where everyone comes back online. So I'm getting calls from people I haven't talked to in five months having tech issues. I'm like, that's fine. I'm going to help you. But each one of those takes like 45 minutes and I'm at work for eight hours. Yeah. So, so you're, you're burnt. Out. I'm burnt out from that. This. I have no couch to sit down on at home. I've got my car that just got stolen for no reason. <laughs> Dealing with, you know, impound and paying to get it back and dealing my, with all this other my crap. My favorite part about this is when I saw, like, you post that the Hoonicorn got stolen, my immediate reaction was, out of all the cars that are available, yep. why yeah. would they steal this one and the one with the most recognizable, like... It's a driving billboard. Like, that's how they found it. Like, yeah. like they had a really good... I described all the stickers, their locations, their approximate sizes, their colors, where they were, you know, the, I gave them photos, high-resolution photos. And they're not only the rally stickers, but your own personal the social hood media is brand. entirely engulfed with oval bore. Yeah, it's a giant. It like, is literally a billboard. <clears throat> like that, that just makes. And no the car sense. didn't have any snow on it either. Like no. this was a warm enough day where it was all melted off. But like the handyman that's working on my house only left for twenty-five minutes that day, and the car was picked up during that time. Yeah. So like okay. they were definitely watching it. But that's ridiculous. I, I, they came into it, I'm sure, just looking for some valuable shit in the car. And then they just happened to find a key, which I wasn't aware of. But that has to be what it is. Because, like, a dealer would be in so much hot water if they made a key for this guy. And, again, yeah. the key wasn't brand new. Well, And it had Sienna keys attached it to did, it. It did, yeah, is... and a house key and some tags. I'm just like, So okay. the good news is now you potentially have keys to this house. Um, Maybe he wrote his name on, like, the owner's manual and every piece of paper in the car. So Perfect. What? Oh my god. Well, anyway, so the good news is now you have I have a $130 key. Yeah, there you go. Which I didn't have before, so that pays and for part one, of the impound once fee. Once I forward this to NPR, you'll have another NPR interview. Yay! <laughs> I just found that one the other day. It was on one of the CDs I, I burned for the Hoonicorn because it was the only MP3. Like, I did every MP3 I had, and I put it on CDs. And that happened to and be And that there. was in there. I haven't listened <laughs> to that yet. I need to do that. But that's just like, to me, I just saw that, and I was like, Dude. And then... You immediately got it back because obviously. It yeah, was it was like, less than a day from theft, and it was a matter of hours. Every time one of our close hell? friends' cars gets stolen, I'm always like, "Why?" Because they're always so distinguishable, and there's always something attached to it that like yep. ties it back to that person. And like, like I, with I, Clarissa Civic and Josh's, like. Integra. Yeah. I'm like, right I'm, I'm pretty Integra. well Integra, like, connected in the cities too, and I'm just like, yeah. people know about this car. People have seen it drive through. Yeah, like the it, entire state of Minnesota at this the, point. The Polaron rally attendants alone account for like most of the greater Twin Cities area. Like, yeah, it's just like everybody knows that car. And I get messaged Minnesota. all the time, like, "Hey, did you just drive by?" Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." It's but not it's like just... one of my cars where I try to keep my cars as like normal as possible. Right. I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> there was a beige CA coupe. Was that you?" I'm like. Yeah, actually. Yeah, it happens to be the only one left in town, but yeah. yeah. Like, that's how you know me, is like, exactly. is, it, is it some weird shitbox? Yeah, it's probably Ryan. So, <laughs> anyway, my week was even weirder than normal, but I figured I would at least let the uh, kind listeners in, since I spammed it all over the uh, Carbitrage page, too. Absolutely bananas. But. I the yeah, car's I back. Even bother sharing the stolen post, because I was like, it, this car is yeah. going to get found. Well, like, and I came up to the impound. Had they not answered my call and told me, I was like, I was ready to like bring them the title and abandon it. I'm like, if the cats yeah. are gone and the wheels are gone, just keep it. Like, it's not even worth yeah. my time. But I'm glad that at least it's intact. But yeah, Corey is like, this car has been through a hundred thousand miles of shit in like 17 hours because they smoked in it. Oh my god! And like it, the the floor mat is just 
filthy. So I was going to drive it down here today and use John's carpet cleaner on it. Maybe I'll do it later. It might be good to just let, let it sit for an day or two and get whatever COVID shit out of there. It's just well, there, there was bloody napkins in what there. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Like, multiple. And Corey's like, why are you so, touching that? I'm like, this I'm is, getting rid of the trash. This is one of my weird things that always happens with, like, any, like, felon or drug addict. For some reason, they're just inexplicably bleeding. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, that's a, You like, wore gloves, at least, to yeah. get rid of... No, no? He didn't. Oh, God. it's Eric. It, of course not. But mm. like, no, like, Yucky. but every... I didn't touch anything until I sanitized my hands afterward. Oh, but good. this is the thing is okay. like, like every single like felon I've ever like every time I've ever seen a felony, there's like inexplicably blood. I'm like, just glad it's, it's not in the like, carpet. Because a bloody nose in the middle of it. But like I had like the only thing I had in the car was like a, f- a five pack of surgical masks with yeah. one missing, and like I found well, them. At least he used one. No, I found them all over like the interior, just like they were unused. But just like in between Static. other Trip shit, animal. dude. That's like that. when I was reading through this, I'm like, feral. this guy's homeless. He's just a feral animal. And then Jade's like, I think I found his Facebook. It's under a different name, but it was like I found him through his girlfriend, and we have Hell mutual yeah. friends with John Wayne and a couple other guys. And like there was a snap video where like there was a red poofy coat that looked identical hanging on the hook in this bedroom, and they're like, oh, this guy has one and a bit kids and potentially a wife. Oh, well, like, now he's got potentially all these things estranged from him because he's in jail. I'm just like, I, I have such a hard time feeling bad. Like, even with these guy. circumstances of the world, like, no, just don't steal shit. No, I don't feel yeah. bad for anybody. Like, listen, if you're like homeless and panhandling, yes, I do feel bad for that. But Minnesota like, it, still has resources, really yeah. good ones. Yeah, like, I, I feel bad for people like panhandling. Like, you know, if you're, not, if you're, if it's like drugs or whatever, whatever got you into that situation, that actually really sucks. Because, like, yeah. there's something that caused your life to go out of control if you are breaking into people's shit and stealing their mail any goodwill i had for you like is now immediately gone like, mm-hmm. and, like so, so little is sent in the mail of substance these days that yeah. it's like when you get mail it's usually important and it's just like and it seemed pretty targeted too because like a lot of it was excel energy stuff or like anything marked judicial mm-hmm. but, like there there was some method to what was there yeah, Seemingly. so he knew what he was going for. Maybe. Which is just like... But the mail was from the Phelan neighborhood and from my neighborhood. Okay. And there were two addresses that were on his stuff, and they were both within a mile of my home. And my house was on the way between those two addresses. Oh. So, Ooh. and the car was picked up in Phelan just north, which Corey and I actually drove through in the Tesla later that night, just like, let's let's go look. But it was picked up just east of where we turned left, so. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> like a couple of blocks. It would have been funny had we found it, but either way, that, the, like I said, the car was back. I almost drove it down here today just to clean it, but yeah, I already had the Tesla preheating, so. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, that's just. This is a nice car day. Like, that's what it is. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I did the, the, there's, like, you have your, like, your, like, summer car, but then you have, like, your nice car, your nice, like, daily. If like, my 124 is... was reachable without moving blubski i would have probably gotten yeah like, it's it's nice daily day that's like because like it, that's something like minnesota has but like people in california don't have that they don't have a nice daily Mm-mm. but like in minnesota like you have your your shitty winter car which is like my 95 accord mm-hmm. and then you have your nice daily which is the fiat mm-hmm. and then you have your actual nice cars which are not running um, <laughs> <laughs> for me it's just road salt because yeah i was so tempted especially like this week i was having like we had a couple 40 degree well, sunny under, days I, I i got mine True coated, so. <laughs> but like the Ferrari isn't. So like, if I came down here and drove that through any road salt, no, I am not under sealing the three fifty five. Why? 
Don't, you don't get that at the factory, no. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't make uh, sense. Because, like, it's it's already not a super collectible Ferrari. Like, this would be, like, not if, yet. There's, if there's ever... Well, not me, like, just because it's, like, That's the higher miles. Yeah, yeah, it's a convertible higher mile. <laughs> like, if, if there's ever a Ferrari with a true coat, like, it'd be, like, uh, a manual No, it'd be a 348. <laughs> no, it's a 348 wouldn't true coat it at all because it's not worth it. <laughs> just fuck it, let it go. It's not a collector item. It's just a daily driver. It's three forty eight. But your fair. car is like actually a collectible car, but it's like it's not. It, but I also work on it, and I don't want yeah. the bulls to be covered in that shit. Yeah, it, it, it honestly isn't that bad. Anyway, so that's yeah. Okay, that's fun. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. We'll catch you guys Bye. next week.